Hi everyone! Thanks for tuning in to Inspire to Aspire. Today we have a special guest here. Since graduating from MIT, she wears many hats of having a full-time job at Amazon and being a college admissions counselor. Please join me in welcoming Miri Choi. As a first thing, can you introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. Um, my name is Miri Choi, and I currently live in Irvine, California. I studied computer science at MIT and have a full-time job um, working at Amazon. I know that you, we might just talk about, about the career stuff later on, but just briefly. And on the side, I also run a YouTube channel called Mirror's View, but it's about the college admissions. And because of that, we wanted to help more students. So we are currently running a business called My College Consulting. Um, and helping students going to a college they dream. Yeah, I'm so excited to talk to you today. Um, I know you're originally from Korea and came to America at a young age. Uh, when did you first come to America? Yeah, um, so I came to America when I was 13. Oh, so right after junior high? Yes, um, well, yes, right after junior high, but I lowered down my grade. So when I first came in, I came in as a seventh grader. Um, so I was kind of running older than my grade, I assume so. Originally from South Korea. Wow. I mean, it's hard for students who have lived in America their whole lives to get into MIT. But in your case, you came here at a young age and still got into MIT. Um, how did you do it? Yeah, um, I feel like what I did well in that time was just figuring out what I was good at. So at that time, because I couldn't speak English, I didn't even go to like that popular secondary school to educate yourself. Um, so I was really not speaking English very well. And I knew that I could only compete with math where, you know, numbers are just universal language. So I knew that I was good at math and that was only way I could get complimented at. Um, so I kept digging into math and science and it naturally got into engineering school in the end. But during the process, just figuring out what you're good at and what you're not good at and trying to make up for it was a good strategy that I used. I think it's awesome how you were able to utilize your strength at such a young age and succeed in your high school to get into such a competitive school. Um, in regard to your college experiences and career, how did your experiences at MIT help you in getting into these big tech companies? Yeah, good question. Um, so in the beginning, I thought, well, um, the things that I learned at MIT would have helped. But surprisingly, the things that you learn over the course of school, like whether it be like high school or college, surprisingly doesn't help you as much as you think. So I thought, you know, I studied computer science and I thought, you know, the things that I learned in computer science would serve me. But currently, I feel like instead of those knowledges, there are separate skill sets that you need to gain during college, like soft skills and knowing how to network and knowing how to just getting things done and ability to learn. So I feel like the college really serves you where instead of the hard book knowledge, it really serves you with the soft skills. And I feel like that's what I majorly learned from MIT because it really challenged me and it helped me grow and then grow my capacity to learn and the skill set, everything. And yeah, I think that's where it really helped me more than book knowledge or even the name value even. 
Oh, I think you bring up like a really interesting point of how college teaches you more soft skills rather than knowledge from books and lectures. Do you think it's important to go to a college that's more focused on your career? Like, if you want to be an engineer, you have to go to MIT, or if you want to be a doctor, you have to go to a school with a good reputation in that field. So, regarding that, it's a half and half. So, in reality,、um, if I speak from a reality perspective. It does help if you come from a high name name value, or if you're trying to go to the tech company. And obviously, MIT helps. If you're trying to go to the medical school, the good IV medical school obviously helps. So the name value serves like a half of the purpose. It gets you through from the first stage. But after the first stage, that's when you really need to compete. So from there, well, actually, I saw many of my friends who didn't go to engineering school but figured out that they wanted to be a coder. Later stage in the stage of the professional career, so they took a boot camp and they went to. They started from a software engineering and ended up founding a company as a startup. So the pace may be different, and how the how the society may serve you in the beginning may be different. But、um, I feel like you know life is long, <laughs> and it's all about like when you try to figure out yourself. And yourself is never a one self. You can change many times over the course of your life. So the school serves until the, like the half point, I think, and for the rest of the half point, half point, it's just all about how you make about it. Yeah, I think that's great advice.、Um, it's important to go to college and learn the skills, but after it's up to you on how you use it. Now, talking more about your career at Amazon, what does your job kind of entail? Yeah. So at Amazon, my career is called、um, technical program manager. It's called TPM in short. So what I do is it's mix of like a project management and a product management, and I wear many different hats.、Um, I talk to product managers every day, engineers every day, and SDMs called like engineering managers.、Um, I also call talk to marketing. So I do have a project that I lead,、um, and I manage the project's pace, the timeline, and the scope and everything. So. TPM is like a managing a project, but the project man- it's more than the project manager. Oh, I know you mentioned that there's a lot of collaboration every day. Kind of going off of that, what is the general work environment at Amazon like? Yeah. Um. So unfortunately, I started Amazon during COVID. Um. So I had I've never been to office. I've really never seen my team in person. So. It may be different what the work culture and the environment may be like when you're in office and off office.、Um, I'm currently working remote due to due to the COVID, so I don't know the office environment. But for the work culture environment, Amazon runs like a many different startups within a big company. So more than the company of top-down structure,、um, we form like a little small group or small team. To propose an idea, and then we pursue that idea, and getting the funding from the senior leadership,、uh, so it runs like a startup. So my team is also running like a startup. We proposed an idea, and then it got accepted and got funded. So we're currently、um, working towards that idea to be in public. So we actually just released our beta launch last week,、um, but the beta is limited to the internal Amazonians, and we're going to be launching in public maybe like mid 2021 this year. So really excited for that. I didn't know that Amazon had so many levels and structures to it. I thought it was just one big company. Yeah, it's very different from other tech companies that I worked for. 
Um, and it's a very fast pace too. I mean, Amazon changes all the time. Tech itself is fast, but I feel like Amazon is on the fastest tech side that I've been and worked on. Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, I know you touched briefly on your past experiences in different tech companies. What kind of experiences did you have prior to joining Amazon? Um, so during college, I really wanted to try to figure out what I wanted to do in tech. Like tech itself is super wide. It's not limited at all. So if, if you study computer science, most of the time you may think, oh, I need to be an engineer. But tech itself has so many different jobs within itself and so many different areas and markets, et cetera. So to figure that out, I actually worked in different eight different internships during my four years of college. And I've been to like Adobe, um, GE, and um, what else? It's been such a long time. Um, uh, school Mint startup, and I've been many different areas. Um, but as a full-time though, I started as an IBMer. Um, I worked in IBM as technical sales. I wanted to be more client facing. So I worked as a technical sales at IBM and now I'm working as a TPM at Amazon. Wow, eight internships in college. I'm curious, what did those internship experiences teach you that prepared you for your full-time job at Amazon? I feel like every single experience that you build really served you. More so in, let's talk about the technical sales that I worked for about like three years at IBM. So there I really learned how to face a problem from a client perspective. So when you're facing a problem, we usually approach from the maker's perspective, like engineer's perspective, how the service should run, how we should build the design and how we should, you know, build a tech design, et cetera. But from the IBM side, I mainly interacted with a finished product with a client by technical selling. So um, explaining from their perspective and understanding what their pain points are really served me well to serve on the different side now, because now I'm on the builder side. Um, and that really helped. And prior to starting my full-time career, my eight different internships really served me from like full different scope of perspective. I was a um, designer at Adobe, so I could understand from the designer's perspective. And I was an engineer at Appian, and I could understand from the Appian's perspective, I mean, sorry, engineer's perspective. And I also worked as a product manager um, in a school mint startup. And there I could understand from the product perspective. So building that small perspective all around the product itself really helps you to understand and have a smooth communication skill with a team that you're working on and understanding from the client side. I think it's awesome how you put in so much dedication and effort in eight different internships and now you have like a fully developed skill set in all aspects of communication and computer science. Now we'll be taking a short break and when we come back we'll talk more about my college counseling and some advice Mary has for students applying to college. We'll be right back. Do you have someone from a particular career field you want to hear from? If you do, head on over to at Inspire to Aspire podcast on Instagram and fill out the speaker suggestions form in the bio. I'm always looking to get suggestions on who I could feature next and how I could help you achieve your dreams. While you're there, be sure to give at Inspire to Aspire podcast a follow to stay up to date with the show. Now let's get back to the episode. And we're back. 
Now talking more about your college counseling company, what led you to starting My College Counseling? My college counseling, I put so much passion into it. <laughs> it's something that I started as a side project from a YouTube channel, and it really grew big, and now we're running a business. So how I started about it was um, when I came to MIT and got accepted to many different Ivy Leagues, I never took um, secondary school or I never took like a tutoring. I had no idea when I, what I was doing and what I was going in. I knew that I wanted to kind of go into a school where, you know, I could get a really good education and a good name value at that time. <laughs> so I really wanted to drive for that goal, but I didn't have much help. And my family was not, I guess, uh, financially stable at that time. So I really couldn't spend much money because educational consulting is very expensive. So at that time, I really built a lot of my skill sets um, from my own way. I asked a lot of different people anonymously on the website and blogs. And, you know, I put a lot of comments like, hi, like I'm a senior at high school. Like I really need help in my resume or could you like, can someone just review my essay, et cetera. So I asked like almost 200 different people on website. I don't even know their name. I don't know their face. I just put comments all over the place. So I was a very active commenter seeking for help. Um, and I didn't get you know, response back from all 200 people, but at least I got a lot of help from people that I didn't know. So from that experience, I learned instead of the formal way, I learned more of an informal way how what the college is looking for and how I could get into the college. So I got accepted to many different Ivy Leagues and got accepted MIT. And then I knew, okay, there might be a lot of different students who are struggling as I am. You know, they might have a really good financial support and they might have a lot of potential, but maybe they really don't need, I mean, they really didn't have much help around them. So I started out as a freelancer, just trying to help them out. And I was, I worked as more of a, anonymously, just as I got helped with. So, you know, a lot of people emailed me and made a comments on my like social media, et cetera. And I reached out to them for help for free. And I was doing that for many years. And then I realized, okay, let's, let's make this more of a formal process. So I worked as a freelancer getting paid and I worked with different secondary in, um, industries, et cetera. Um, and there, you know, after going to full time, YouTube was just booming. And I was like, okay, maybe let's start a YouTube about college admissions so that I can share my information for free. And there I could again help, you know, for those who are commenting on my YouTube and sending an email, I was helping with them. And I ran YouTube for about two years with like that. Um, and I realized, okay, again, let's make this as a formal process where I could help them more officially and recruit my team. So I know what they're thinking. I know what they're going through because I myself didn't get much help and I had to stick myself actively. So I really want to help students who has potential and know what they want to do, but need help. So currently try to help them figure out what they're good at and what they like to do. Um, more so of going to a dream college or a name value college. I really want them to go to school where they can expand their potential. So um, I really want to serve students and I have a huge passion in the educational industry. So try to figure out how I can merge between tech and education. 
I think it's so great how you were able to utilize your own experiences to create a YouTube channel and now your own company, My College Counseling. Um, kind of diving more in depth, what services does My College Counseling provide? Yeah, um, for now, we basically serve what other um, institutions serve. Like we offer like one hour live consulting and then we also offer like um, essay editing and we offer interview training. That's one of our popular package because I was an MIT interviewer for three years. So I um, worked as an MIT admissions and I do have a perspective from there as well. So interview training package and appeal letter package. So the things that college needs and student want help. But what I want to expand is more of a mental package too because students, they struggle a lot and they get really stressed about the process and their self-esteem you know, constantly drops because I totally know, and it happens all the time when you're getting recruiting for the full-time job even. So I really wanna help students to like boost their confidence and the kind of help care of their mental ability. So I'm actually thinking to expand in that perspective as well. Yeah, I think mental health, especially during high school, is so important in making sure that you set time for yourself and making sure that you're okay. Mm -hmm. So I think it's wonderful that you're looking to expand that in my college counseling. I know you mentioned that you were also a MIT interviewer. How do your experiences at being an MIT interviewer help you in running my college counseling? Yeah, um, so serving as an MIT interviewer really, really helped. Um, so I always worked from, well, I was a student, obviously, applying to colleges. So I've been there and I worked as a consultant for many years. So I've been there. And now I thought, you know, I like perspe I like perspective from the school admissions perspective. So um, the MIT interview experience really served me well because now I was on the other side trying to see the student and what the school is looking for and how our sc school um, students are rated. Um, what kind of comments that interview usually provides. And seeing from that perspective, I fully understand that now what school is looking for and what students should appeal to in a way of like how they should appeal their strengths and weaknesses, et cetera. So that really served me from many different perspectives and gaining the full picture about the admissions just as my eight different internships did for my tech area. Definitely. I think you being an MIT interviewer and a student once applying to college is two of the most unique aspects of my college counseling. In what other aspects is my college counseling unique from maybe other college counseling programs? So right now, if, if you just see from the service perspective, uh, we just, we do a lot of services that other institutions does. So it may not come across as, unique from the service perspective, um, unless we go into the mental care package as well. Um, but from what we serve to students, um, I think the mindset itself is different. A lot of the institutions, you know, they really focus on getting students to the right Ivy Leagues college and, you know, top college so that they can build the track record. Of course, that's important because the goal of student is to get to the top, top or highest college that they can, you know, they can serve. But in order to get there though, like the result is, um, important. Um, I'm not saying the result is not important, but what we really think is important is a process. So the process that you take and the process that you take to learn and process um, that you take in order to figure out who you are itself is really important and it's going to serve you a long way. So um, we help with our best to, you know, get to the highest college that students can. But during the process, we really focus 
with students what they're good at and what they like to do and who they are and really help the process for them to figure out the person they are. Um, so that's another aspect that we really put a lot of efforts in. Um, if they need to talk to someone, we're always here. If they're really stressed, we're here. Um, but, you know, with a well balance of the mental support and the confidence boost um, at the same time of academic and extracurricular and really managing the time, we really help to balance all of it for the students, for them to get to be happy. So more than building our track record, I really want our students to be happy. So I guess maybe I'm just in it because I, <clears throat> sorry, my, uh, maybe I just like started my business and maybe I'm still in that innocent phase <laughs> of like more than the money, I care about more happiness. Um, but that's where we are now. Like, I don't know what my our future would be, but I hope to, you know, bring this happiness value more than the financial value for the business um, will serve us a long way as well by the having a good interaction with the students and parents. So um, I'm going to keep push this value <laughs> for students and parents and really help the educational industry to be healthy instead of um, name driven. I love how my college counseling puts such an emphasis on a student's identity. I'm still trying to figure that out about myself during high school and figuring out what I really like and what I want to pursue. On the topic of the college admissions process, what advice do you have for students who are applying to college? Um, so I keep uh, like emphasizing multiple times today during this interview, but I, you know, figuring out what you're good at and what you like to do is a very difficult process. Um, I really say this easily, say, saying like, you know, oh, just know who you are and just know like what you like to do and what you want to. But that contains so many different aspects in that question. It's very difficult for not even students, for even adult like me to figure out the really, really valued contents within behind those questions. So um, I recognize that is a really difficult process. So I'm emphasizing again um, to those who are applying to colleges, really try to figure out what you like to do and what you're good at. Um, don't try to listen to, well, obviously listening to other people's opinion and your parents' opinion are very important, but they're not you, right? So you are who you are and serving other people's dream. It's not going to take you a long way. So really listen to who you are, um, what your what yourself is saying to you, and just try to talk to yourself more than other people and trust yourself and try to figure out what you like to do and what you're good at. Um, because during the consulting, I really, whenever I ask like, what do you think you're good at? And tell me the good three strengths that you think you're good at. And surprisingly, many students struggle with that question. Students, trying to be humble and they're like oh, I don't know what I'm good at oh like I'm like oh you're really good at this and they're like oh no like no you know I don't like that attitude um be confident you have more than three uh, three items that you're good at and you are very valuable and every individual one of you can serve as a very valuable member of the society and just being yourself is really like valuable so try to be confident and try to think what you're really good at, because I can find 20 different things within an hour of consulting what you're good at. So try to find three different things um, and also try to think three different things that you like to do and combining that into the society can serve you a very long way in the society and finding a job that you love. 
I think that was such great advice. I'm definitely going to have to use your tip of finding three things I'm good at and three things I like. As a last thing, what would you say to inspire Generation Z? Yeah, um, to inspire Generation Generation Z, um, the market and industry is constantly changing. So reading a lot of news and keeping pace with how the world changes is very important. Um, aside from, I talked a lot about like figuring who you are. So aside from figuring out who you are, in order to apply who you are to the world and to the society, you also need to keep a pace with changing society and the changing world. Um, if you're in tech, how is the technology changing? How is the market changing? And during the COVID, the stock market boomed. So different companies, how are they doing? Um, and in the in the area that you're interested in, keep up with the pace, how that industry changes and be close to, you know, news and books, actually. So because of technology is booming, a lot of students and Generation Z is focusing on digital media like Instagram, like YouTube, etc. But there is a huge value when it comes to book <laughs> and the um, what you know, things used to be back then. So instead of reading I, I don't know, reading books or Instagram news or, you know, that can be serving a lot of purpose, different like emails, et cetera. But aside from the digital media, I also suggest you to take some time with the books itself, aside from the phone. Um, also take your time to have a physical conversation, despite from the COVID, maybe like a Zoom meeting like this. So like a physical meeting or physical conversation with your friend and building that knowledge on a side, like common sense, it's also important. And building your soft skill really comes from off media. So when you're on media, you're basically interacting with a screen. But when you're talking to people like this, that's when you can really build your soft skills. So that's, you know, networking is actually another huge important thing. Um, you might already know about it, Grace, but networking is super important. <laughs> it's very important. So in order to do networking, you need to build soft skills, not just the hard book knowledge. So trying to interact yourself, um, aside from the media, and also do a lot of networking, meet a lot of people. Um, I'm not talking about the shallow networking, really try to get to know them and then try to you know, deliver who you are. So going in that perspective will really you know, shape you into a very well-rounded being and happy mental and the happy body um, and the happy career, etc. Yeah, that was such honest and realistic advice. Thank you so much to Miri Choi for joining me for today's episode. I truly learned more about what a career in computer science entails and was so inspired by Miri's success story of coming to America at a young age and eventually graduating from MIT. You can find Miri on Instagram at MiriC121, where you can also find her YouTube linked in her bio. Be sure to visit My College Counseling on Instagram at mycollegeconsulting and at www.mycollegecs.com. I hope this episode inspired you to pursue your dreams. And as always, be sure to tune in next Sunday to hear from another inspirational guest. Catch you later.